Hello there. Welcome to our daily manna. Just as our body is in need of material food, so as our soul is in need of the word of the Lord. So we bow down our heads for prayer. Most gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us another day, another chance for us to ponder upon your word, another chance for us to acknowledge and declare who you are in our lives, another chance for us to, to pray before you and declare that if not for you, we wouldn't be what we are today and we wouldn't be achieving what we have achieved. We are given another chance to declare that you are the God who sustains us not only in our physical aspect of life, but you sustain us even in our spirit. And so right now, we are as well declaring our spiritual dependence on you, that our souls are in need of the feeding coming from your word. Thus, we desire that as we look at your word, as we meditate from it, that you will speak to us through this holy word of yours, and that you are going to transform us into the image of your son, Jesus, that we may continue to exemplify the principles, the truths that we would be learning right at this moment. And so we entrust to your time together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. We are now living in an era of information. And we are all privileged because we currently have the opportunity of seeing anything all over the world. The screen of your cell phone, the screen of your iPad or tablet, the screen of your computer, it may be a desktop or a laptop, the screen that you have can serve like a window to anything all over the world. You mentioned about the issues about politics, you mentioned about the issues about health, and even spirituality, education in any aspect of life. You think about name one, and this window through your screen will provide you a chance to have an information. However, your gadget, your computer, will not filter the things that you would read, that you would hear, that you would see, that you will watch. So it is up to you as a user now, as somebody who explores the World Wide Web, to be responsible enough that you would examine the information, the things that you feed your mind with. It's a must that you must examine. You know what? In those days, the Apostle Paul was advising the Thessalonian believers to allow themselves to be immersed in the work of the Holy Spirit. In a negative way of saying it, he said, Do not quench the Spirit in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-22. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, there are five imperatives in this section of the chapter. And among all of these five imperatives, there are two negative forms of statements that were uttered by Paul. And the first one is, do not quench the spirit, followed by another one, do not despise prophetic utterances. Now, what did he mean by this? The spirit of God works actively in the life of the believer. And the believer is to participate. The believer is to cooperate. The believer is to surrender his very will to the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And this is a truth that the Thessalonian believers ought to really be embracing in their lives day by day. 
However, it's also possible that a believer will quench. The idea of quenching here is related to extinguishing a fire that is there going on. So when there is a fire that happens, we get an extinguisher and we put it off. The Spirit's work, the presence of the Holy Spirit, several times it was described in the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, in a form of fire. No wonder in the book of Acts, during the time of the Pentecost, when the Spirit of God descended upon the lives of the believers, He rested upon them and in a forms of tongues of fire. Now, there are other instances in the scriptures that the Spirit's work was described relating to the idea of fire. A believer's life is a place where the Spirit of God must be at work. Take note of what I said, the believer's life. The Spirit work shall be very evident in the life of the believer. And the believer shall not quench, meaning to say, as a believer, we ought not to put off the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Instead, we abide with His work. We allow Him to freely move deep within our hearts and minds. We, we allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit. And when He leads us to a certain direction, we will follow it with all our hearts. That's the idea here. And in one of those ways that the believer can quench or put off the fire or the work of the Spirit in his life is when he rejects or when he rejects prophetic utterances. So it's one of the ways that a believer will put off or quench the work of the Spirit in his life. If he would reject prophetic utterances, what did he mean by the term prophetic utterances? Meaning to say when there is a person that is saying something, words that are inspired by the living God. Well, let's not get into the intricacy of the concept of prophecy in terms of foretelling or forthtelling. But when there is a person that is inspired by the Holy Spirit, he would utter words that are inspired by God. And the Thessalonian believers started rejecting some of them because they thought they knew already. And so Paul had to remind them that if there are matters like this taking place, if the Spirit of God is speaking through a person, the believer shall not reject it. However, he also gave a warning if you look at verse 21. Paul said, but examine everything carefully. Examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. While we are advised as believers not to quench or in a positive way of saying it, to work as the Spirit would lead us to allow the Spirit to take the lead in our lives, we shall also test and examine. Is it really the Spirit of God? Is it really the power and the inspiration of the divine that is at work during that moment? Well, maybe the question that we will ask is, how are we going to know? How do we examine? What is our point of reference to examine, to verify? God has given us the Holy Scriptures. He gave us the Word. Take note of this. The work of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of the living God. I will repeat. The work of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of the living God. No wonder Paul is telling the believers, you examine it. And for us believers today, we have the Word of God that we can use to verify if it's really the work of the Holy Spirit if it is coming from the divine. And one of those things 
that would become like a measure as well, a manifestation that it is really coming from God, is if it is inclined to what is good. So if that the Spirit's leading, as you are trying to discern it, it is inclined to showing to you the way of what is good, and it is leading you away from what is evil, from what is immoral, then that is already a hint that it's the Spirit of God that is at work in your life. So take note of that. Let us open our lives to the work of the Holy Spirit. He will give us more possibilities of being used by God for His kingdom. He would give you more possibilities that you will be able to immerse yourselves in, in the new works of the Lord in your life, in the church, wherever you may be in your office. He has His way of doing things making things happen, and you can be an instrument of the Holy Spirit if you will just allow yourself to be led by the Spirit of God. And don't forget, you ought to examine, you ought to verify, not like you just look at the internet and then take every information that you get and believe in everything that you say and swallow hook, line, and sinker. It's not like that. When there is the leading of the Spirit, you verify it by the Word of God because as I have said, the work of the Spirit will never go against the Word of the Lord. So let's open our lives to more possibilities that the Spirit would lead us to and allow ourselves to be used as God's instruments of His grace. God bless you all.